Well, hello, I'm Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am at Williamson NFL. Let's recap the action. A lot to discuss. Some fights. Not the best week of action, but, you know, we got Lions-Packers tonight. Kind of interested to see Hundley. See if the kind of changes they've made. I expect it to be a pretty even game. Um, we had the Jets over the Bills on Thursday. But we're here for the Sunday action, and I'm just scrolling down the list here. And the Titans edged out the Ravens, 23-20. Tennessee is now 5-3. and Pretty good spot, actually, for the AFC, whether it's a wild card or to win the South. They have a big game with Jacksonville coming up at, you know, near the end of the year. Ravens are 4-5, and five, and Tennessee seemed to control this game more than the score indicates. Um... Actually saw Macklin involved. That was kind of nice. And I've, I don't know how to phrase this, but the I have a hard time grasping the Titans right now. You know, like they have good players. Like their line should be playing a little better than it is. I think Mariota should be playing a little better than it is. I like their three receivers. I like their tight ends. I understand this is a tough matchup. They're not running the ball, especially on early downs as well as you would think. Neither of their backs had nice days to really speak of. Defense is okay, but it's not great. I think the secondary can be had. Yet another big, two big plays by Bayard. He's a young safety to know. He's a really good player. But I feel like Tennessee should be a little better. Is is this a hot seat situation? Is this a quiet one that maybe the, their coach is a little in, um, underachieving just a smidge? Or does Mariota light it up in the second half, which I certainly could see happening. And maybe I would stress him a little more. So I don't have a great feel for where Tennessee is right now. And that will reflect in tomorrow's power ranks, too. I'm not exactly sure where to put them. But I do think they're going to end up in the postseason. The Ravens are who I thought they were. I mean, they really are. They're a bad team. They're a bad offense. Flacco is a problem. They don't have much talent around them. Uh, 14 points in the fourth quarter made this game look a little closer than it probably was. But they, their offseason will be very interesting of going back to the drawing board. I hope they don't try to put a Band-Aid on what I think is a gaping wound. How about the Saints? They're rolling off games right now. 6-2. and two. Kick the crap out of the Bucks. who, speaking of... Coaches on the hot seat, it's about that time. I think the Bucks are a team where that is a real, real possibility. Um, I hate the term, uh, you know, that they quit. I don't think that's ever really true in this game, that you just get your body too abused if you quit. But there's time when effort is lacking on the field. There's times when there's just too many easy plays allowed or a multitude of mental errors, or maybe just didn't prepare as much as you should have throughout the week. And that falls on coaches, players, everybody. And Tampa Bay's there now, and they look like a frustrated, off-the-wheels team. Winston, with his odd little pregame thing, probably, I don't know how they thought he was healthy enough to play in this game. Didn't last all that long, and Fitzpatrick came in. And then he's coming off the sidelines, getting in Latimer's face, and Evans comes out of nowhere and blasts him. Came out now that Evans is going to get suspended a game, as he should, in my opinion, although he's appealing. Um, But the Saints have a real formula. I mean, that's a defense that throws a lot at you. 
Latimer and Jordan are really the straws, the straws that stir the drink there. They play a lot of man coverage. They could still use another pass rusher, and I don't love their linebackers, but it's a diverse secondary. It's a well-coached, like I said, defense that throws a ton at you. They're hard to prepare for. Breeze is playing really well. Kamara's playing really well. They've got a lot out of Ginn. They've, they've, you know, the offensive line is one of the better ones in the league. Uh, Ingram's really solid. The Saints are a legit team. Again, that will um, show up again in my power ranks tomorrow. I, I, I believe it. I believe in them. I think they're a good team. I also think the Rams are a good team. And hot seat, again, McAdoo looks like to be on the hottest seats of all. And a lot of it, and I know he's an offensive-minded guy, but their defense should not be this bad. I mean, they let up 51 to the Rams. And I think the Rams are truly one of the best offenses in the league. They are extremely well coached. Goff is playing very well. Gurley's a borderline MVP candidate. And they ha- they throw a ton at you with an awful lot of talent at all levels. And the defense is strong. And yet again, Aaron Donald was a wrecking machine. Um, Darko ran the ball a little Engram is highly encouraging. It, and the reality is, if you look at the Giants' big picture, they need a back, they need a quarterback, they probably need two offensive linemen. And, yeah, that's a big task, but it's not the end of the world. I mean, this team could rebound. Uh, the defense could use a little, but I wouldn't blow that up. And you're going to bring back Engram, Shepard, Beckham. I mean, they're not going to let Beckham leave. That's a pretty good receiving core. I'm talking about for next year. I mean, right now, they shouldn't be this bad. And I understand there's some some issues with injuries and all that, but you shouldn't get blown out by the Rams in your building and allow 51 points. Speaking of 51 points and teams that are in huge trouble, Denver allows 51. So, a little bit of a trend here that the first two picks in last year's draft dropped 51 on... Two of the best defenses in the league from a year ago. Denver loses 51-23. to And they made it too easy also. Um, I, could he be a one-and-done type of coach there? I think you have to go to Lynch now. Even though they're only 3-5 and five and the AFC is attainable, this offense is a disaster. And they don't have a quarterback between Simeon and Osweiler. That is obvious. But that's not the only problem. I might also incorporate Booker as my lead back, and that's not even a knock on Anderson, but I think the offense needs to make a youth movement and see what they have in those younger guys that have some ability, and it probably won't be pretty. And the Eagles are awfully hard to play against. Wentz is a stud. Their defense is really, really good. And, you know, I expected the Eagles to win big here, but to drop 51 on this defense, that's embarrassing, Denver. I mean, come on, man. I mean, that is bad, bad, bad. Panthers Falcons was a good game. Uh, Carolina won twenty to seventeen. They're now at six and three. Atlanta's at four and four. NFC's pretty hairy. I mean, the Falcons are third in their division, but still are going to have to fight Dallas, Seattle, Rams for wild card spots. They have an uphill climb. Where I really like where the Panthers are at. You guys know I've been a big Panthers fan pretty much from day one. I like the defense is really good. And that's not, not surprising. When Keekley's out there, the defense is always going to be really good. But the Panthers' offense, I won't say it's better without Benjamin, but it was more running 
You know, and not just Stewart. Stewart had some fumbles. Got McCaffrey on the edges a little more. Designed runs from Newton. Those two have really established the ground game. And we didn't see a lot of Samuel, but I think we'll see more and more of him in like a Tyreek Hill version. Funchess played well. Julio dropped a huge touchdown that never happens and unfortunate. And obviously that's a huge play in this game. But I do think Carolina is the better team of the two and are a force and could be really putting things together here in the second half of the season. All right, we are back. I mentioned the fight from Mike Evans before. There's the A.J. Green-Jalen Ramsey fight. And I think Evans, Winston, especially Green, are just really frustrated. It's been a rough year. And Ramsey, supposedly he's a talker, but he's a really physical and great corner. And Green was never the most physical, and you can bang him around a a little, even though he's a superb player. But I just have a feeling that being a part of this organization over the years starts to wear on you a little bit. And Cincinnati's now 3-5. and Maybe they have an outside shot to get the playoffs, but I think they're cooked. And their defense isn't bad. No four net in this game, though, and the and the uh, Jaguars were still able to run the ball consistently. Another pretty good game out of Bortles, who quietly, um, who's playing pretty well. I mean, good enough. We don't need big plays from Bortles. We just need not bad plays, and he's moving the ball, and he's all right. Um, their lines pretty strong. Would have been nice to see what Fournette would have done in this situation. Probably would have done more than the combination of Ivory and Yeldon. That defense is elite. Really hard to play against. Hold the Bengals to just seven points. A lot more talk about Marvin Lewis's seat being hotter than ever. Maybe moving on from McCarron and Dalton. Uh, it just seems like some dark times in Cincy. And, you know, the green explosion sort of showed us that a little bit. He's been a part of this for a long time. And in a way, I feel for him. Not that that was the right way to go about doing business at all. But speaking about dark times, you know, you get bad vibes now. And you feel bad for sure with where Houston is. You know, the Watson injury just stinks so bad. I mean, it was such a fun team to get around and watch every week. They lose to the Colts. It's the Colts' first win. They're now 3-6 and six against a team that's actually won games. The Texans are now 3-5. and five. T.Y. Hilton explodes. Brissett throws for over 300. And I understand Houston's down in the dumps right now. And Hopkins is playing great, you know. But I still think that the Colts deserve some credit here. I think Pagano deserves some credit. I don't think they've cashed it in. I mean, I think some teams, I don't like that term either, but I think some teams are frustrating and living for tomorrow. Where I think the Colts are still playing hard, getting the most out of their talent. I feel like this is the best they've played all year. That they're getting kind of respectable. You know, Brissett's an interesting guy going forward. They have some dudes. Um, Doyle is a huge part of their offense yet again. So, speaking of a huge part of their offense. Adrian Peterson with 37 carries at his age. Cardinals win 20-10. to 10. Another fight in that game. Cards are 4-4, four and four, and they're one of those teams like Atlanta. If they were in the AFC, I'd be like, hmm, they might get in the playoffs and make some noise. They're going to have a tough time making the playoffs. They're third in their division as well. 
uh, behind some good teams and a lot of quality there. The Niners are 0-9. We know who they are. Bethard was beaten to a pulp in this game. Hyde did a couple good things, but they're really lacking just players right now. No Staley, no Garcon. Um, I will say the the rookie linebacker, Thomas, was really, really good in this game. Foster, why did I call him Thomas? Uh, was really stood out in this game, though, too. So that's promising. The Niners have some pieces on D. It's going to take a while. I mean, it's just going to take a while. And, but I do think they have their quarterback. I don't know when we're going to see him or when I would put him out there. Peterson's the story here, though. And without Palmer, this has to be a Peterson-centric team. You know, just a lot of grind-it-out, win-with-defense. And I'm not saying that's a blessing in disguise, but maybe that is who they should have been all along. You know, that uh, let's take the Arians downfield stuff out of it, but they'll still take some shots. They have a big downhill runner now and just feature him a lot. And he looked pretty good. I mean, not the old version of Adrian Peterson, but he's a good player still. How about the Redskins? Redskins win 17-14 in Seattle. It's a resilient team, Washington. Had a lot of problems, a lot of injuries, especially on the offensive line. Their defense has played well all year. I didn't see this coming. I thought they were going to get smoked in Seattle. And I give Washington a lot of credit. Cousins making throws on that last drive. Impressive. But Seattle missed three field goals in this game. I mean, you lose 17-14, you lost any missed three field goals. I mean, that can't be overlooked. By the way, the Redskins are 4-4. Four and four, Seattle's at 5-3. and three. And I do think Seattle's D... I don't say they're showing age, but they're not as fierce as they once were not long ago. You know, nobody keeps it up that long. I mean, it's bound to come back a little bit. And they have a couple injuries. Although Freeney came in and played well. That was fun to see. Um, The offense, though, even with Wayne Brown, and maybe it will get better with him involved, is just like, we have no running game. Snap it to Wilson. And I know this isn't what they are, but this is what it feels like. Snap it to Wilson. And hey, Russell, run around and make a play. And he often does because he's really, really good. He's playing great. But it's it seems like there's such little structure because they don't have a running game whatsoever. I've been saying this for a while, and I know ProSize was inactive in this one, but it supposedly was close. I almost feel like I want to see Wilson out there with ProSize and Graham and three receivers like Lockett Richardson and, and Baldwin. And just have a fast athletic group out there with him and the shotgun. And get it out of your hands quick. Maybe extend some plays as well. Pitches the precise. Design quarterback runs. And just get a lot of athletes on the field and play it that way. And just scrap the Eddie Lacy nonsense and running into a brick wall. And he looks heavy and slow. And in a way, I kind of feel for Thomas Rawls. I mean, Rawls maybe should be playing ahead of Lacy. Lacy's no good. But something needs done in Seattle, and I would almost just say, Russell, run the show. Let's design quick hitting stuff. Let's get ProSice out there. Get him in routes. We know Graham's not going to block anyone anyway. And get some skill out there. Lock it, Richardson, or big play guys. And be a fast offense at least, and give that a shot. All right, the last two games on the docket were interesting ones. Dallas beats Kansas City 28-17. Wrote some stuff about them for fan-sided, who I just started writing to get for again. The the defense is pretty good. You know, that they're, they're, they're creating a pass rush now. The secondary's coming around. 
when Lee's out there, we know the defense is far better than when he isn't. It's a solid group that's getting pressure now with four. Um, healthier now for sure. Uh, has a lot to do with it. Uh, Elliot played in this game, of course. I guess you got to mention that. But he was good, not great. Dak has been great, not good. I'm really impressed with Dak in the second year. And I've said that to you guys a lot. But Beasley, especially Williams, really stepped up in this game. Dez has an ankle going on now, and we'll see where that leaves them. But supposedly it's not real bad. Dallas is a really solid team right now, and I'm impressed top to bottom, much more than I expected to be with them. I had to give them my hats off. I mean, they're at 5-3. and three. I think they're a playoff type of team. Do they get in or not? I don't know, but you know they're, they're a playoff caliber franchise right now. Chiefs are 6-3 and three and have had a tough stretch. I mean, Steelers at home, short week in Oakland, at Dallas with Elliott, all, all back-to-back-to-back losses. That's rough. And... If you didn't see the Tyreek Hill, um, what do you call it? I mean, it was a dump off, but it was in a uh, Hail Mary situation. That was pretty awesome. I mean, he's one of the only players in the league that pulled that off. Untouched, he goes. And it's kind of like everyone in Dallas is like, you get him, you get him. I got him, you know. And that was pretty cool. That was impressive. But Hunt got bottled up. I think that there's a little bit of a blueprint to the Chiefs now that play zone, get a lot of eyes on the football. Don't bite on all the misdirection. Make them sustain long drives. And Smith's coming back to earth a little bit too. He didn't play bad, but he threw the first pick. Um, I, I still think the Chiefs, this will be the lowest watermark of the year for them. These three in a row, rough games. And I think they'll bounce back and contend. But their defense is questionable too. You know, that there's a book now. Throw anyone in the secondary besides Peters, basically. You know, that... Their secondary coverage guys are suspect, and I think their interior run defense is suspect. So Kansas City's showing some warts. Raiders and Dolphins both have some warts, that's for sure. Oakland wins this game. A lot of Jared Cook, and I thought Carr played really well. Still a lot of drops from them. Lynch did some good things. Um, This was a better played game than you'd think. You know, like Cutler came out really hot. Threw for 311 yards and three touchdowns. Played well. Um, Part of it, I think, is because the Raiders' defense is pretty soft. Kenyon Drake looked good. I thought Williams looked good. Landry always looks good. Parker flashed. Stills flashed. Their line looked a lot better. Dolphins' defense is okay. Raiders' offense looked kind of like last year's Raiders' offense. Not as conservative. Uh, I like the Cook involvement a lot. He's quietly had a really good year from them. I do think it needs to be a little more Lynch-centric, but I also question how good is Lynch anymore? I mean, I hate to say that because he's such a easy-to-root-for popular dude, but how good a player is he anymore? I don't know. The Raiders are 4-5. and five. The Dolphins are 4-4 four and four and about the worst 4-4 four and four team I've ever seen. But the Raiders are 4-5, and five, and in the AFC, maybe they could... Still save their save themselves. You know, a couple wins here in a row. Maybe they could reclaim themselves, get in as a wild card. I mean, they're really they're only two games behind Kansas City. They're you know they're clearly I would say the second best team in that division. Rest of the AFC is a nightmare. So maybe if I was picking who's going to the playoffs right now, I might pick Oakland as a wild card along with an AFC South team. And considering how they started the year, you got to take that if you're the Raiders. So. Maybe better times ahead for the Raiders. There might be one of these teams, maybe Tennessee as well, where second half of the season might iron some things out for them. That's a wrap.
tomorrow is power ranks. Um, some movement in there. As I was say, I've been fiddling with the top and the bottom. See what happens tonight. Uh, that'll be fun. So, over and out. Spread the word. Leave me some stuff at uh, iTunes as well.